Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope, and today I have with me an award-winning life mastery consultant and creator of Teacher's Tips for Parents. Boy, that sounds like quite the uh, quite the undertaking. It's going to be very interesting to see what Judy Matejcik has to say today. She taught middle school math to students of multiple disabilities. Again, must be an incredibly patient woman, and I'm sure she will have much to share with us in that arena as well. She has received the 2000, uh, sorry, she has received, yes, the 2014 Dream Builder Achievement Award. Wow. And shares her passion in workshops whenever, when she asks the question, what would you love what a phenomenal question, and I thought about this a lot as I was as I was looking over your bio, Judy. So please welcome Judy Matejcik to Never Ever Give Up Hope today. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. What a beautiful, beautiful idea that you've had and created. I just want to applaud you that the world really needs things like this. You know, you're very welcome, and I really appreciate that. And not to concentrate on, uh, but just to mention in passing that I have noticed the word hope coming up in so many different arenas lately. And it was actually the, the, in the title of my memoir, and I didn't even realize it at the time when I wrote it, that how appropriate it is for now because this is what people are looking for. And that's actually from my memoir where I got the idea of the show. And that is to have people share their stories of hope because there's lots out there. <laughs> so talk to me today about your journey as a teacher, Judy. Did you always teach special needs children or was that just uh, in the later years? Oh, no. That's my passion. And uh, I actually, to tell you the truth, <laughs> I will, this is truth. I was a dropout, and I went back to college when I was 40. College or high school dropout? College. Okay. And I, I ended up going back, and um, during that time, I was working at the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired. And um, I also have a son who has cerebral palsy. He's 42 now, and that's, the, you know, that's a whole other story. Of course. I went back to school. I went to the school for the blind, and I was working there as an assistant, and I just loved it. I loved it. And um, What did you love about it? The fact that vision is in inter internal. 
And we look as vision or loss of sight, you know, how could you ever live that way? Well, these kids really were, and they really taught me about uh, the vision that's within. And uh, I just had a blast. And so <laughs> I went back to school then, and, and I got, I received my teaching degree in special ed when I was 48 years old from the University of Texas. Wow. And it was, that was a whole other experience. No kidding. Yeah, <laughs> one of those older than average students. But, you know, it, it really, um, I got hired immediately. I, I graduated at the top of my class in you know, not to brag or anything, but I was passionate. I was. You should brag. You have the right to brag. <laughs> well, I got hired. I was hired out here in the Leander Independent School District, right outside of Austin, as a special ed teacher. Okay. Uh, seventeen years ago, and have been with that population for seventeen years, uh, and they've taught me a lot more than I've ever taught them. Yeah. Like, give us some examples. What have you learned from that? All right. <laughs> oh, can I give you a, an example of a story? Absolutely. Oh, great. Okay. Well, um, here's what I believe. Like, that, you know, we could sit here and breathe, but, you know, our whole lives are miracles. And each one of those children and each person that we meet is a gift. And all of those kids and all of those parents have their story. And my job was just to listen and learn and just to be grateful that I'm learning from them. So here's the story I wanted to talk about. Uh, in August of 2005, uh, Hurricane Katrina changed, went through the south here. Yes. And it changed so many of us. Uh, at the time, I don't really watch a lot of TV, <laughs> and I stay in, you know how you stay in your own little world and everything, but I went to a friend's house, and I saw on her TV that mass destruction of the hurricane and the fact that all the evacuees were coming to Austin, Texas, a lot of them, into our convention center. So... I was at a meeting the next day, and they were organizing groups of people and volunteers to go down and help. And one of my friend's family is from New Orleans, and he was so petrified. So, you know what you know what you do? You just say, "Sure, when and where? You know, <laughs> when and where do you want me?" Because it's it's called um, for me listening with my heart. Yes, so, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then I all these fears set in my fears I had no idea I had all these fears and all these fears were saying these people are from the poorest part of New Orleans they'll hurt me they're different they're black I'm very white I'll get mugged you know on and on and like what could I give I'm just I'll tell you over the years I, I've said to myself I'm just a special ed teacher you know I just you know working in the classroom and Anyway, um, but I had made that commitment. So I drove down to the convention center, and there were all these billboards flashing outside of the center. The families were reuniting, and, you know, they had plenty of, you know, water and food. And so I almost turned back because I got scared, but I didn't. And I think that this is the, where the story really begins with 
that, you know, I locked my car and I went and I just started praying, you know, God, give me the strength to see past the hurt of all these people. Right, right. You know, I'm sure you've done that, too. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And there's people on the curb and babies crying and young people. And, you know, they're all and I don't know where this came from. And they were all black. And I closed my eyes and I went through the door and I was filled with so much joy. (laughs) I couldn't believe it because so many members of my community were were in there setting up chairs in the cots and and. You know, they weren't afraid, and I had to go internally and wonder, why was I afraid, you know? And so that was an insight I learned is notice what I'm noticing, and I teach the kids that at school, too. Notice what you're noticing. Notice the feelings and notice them. And and not that we're going to dwell on notice that, because that's where we're going to change. That's using your internal vision that you were referring to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's also going really deep, you know. So anyway, as as the days went by, um, the first, my my memory of that was there were 3,000 cots in this huge room filled with men, women, children, and babies, and they were all in shock. And I, all I all I could say was I was going around and I was just saying, Welcome to Austin. You couldn't have landed in a better place. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, that's really true, because over the coming uh, days, uh, the teachers, doctors, nurses, churches, restaurants, pharmacies, they all helped. And um, I just I went back. Here's the middle school classroom thing. Okay, I would go back to my classroom in the in the daytime. And I was telling the children about all the kids down there, you know, because there were a lot of middle school kids in that center and that not not going to be able to go back home. And these are kids in my class who up until now were I I, I don't want to say this, but I mean, I, you know, middle school is like you're self-centered. It's all about the girl. It's all about that. But the next day, they brought in all this stuff, backpacks for the kids down there, um, water. And the funniest thing they brought were cell phone chargers. (laughs) Interesting. Yes. Very thoughtful. Very perceptive. Well, how do you, uh, middle school kids can't live without their cell phones. That's (laughs) right. So um, anyway, a lot of the kids uh, were enrolled in... um, from the center were rolled in the local schools, which are already overcrowded. But those teachers gladly took the, the other children in. And I think it really changed, it changed my perception of what my job was to be here. So I would focus on teaching the kids and they were teaching me in my classroom about other cultures about how you get through crisis how you pass the state tests without freaking out the practicality <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and uh, that's that that's the biggest story it really changed me that day it just saw me 
it it just saw the kids and the parents of these children that I work with at a whole de deeper level. And these children are some are in wheelchairs, ADHD, autistic, blind, you name it. Um, but they come together as a group. It's almost like a little puzzle, puzzle pieces. And they go out and they've got so much compassion. So Let's back up for a minute. <clears throat> Interesting something that you said about Katrina and how it changed many people. Mm -hmm. And as I was listening to you, I think one of the one of the underlying messages here that you were giving without really saying it is it doesn't matter what color we are. No. It doesn't matter what our social standing is. It doesn't matter where we've come from. What matters is where we are now and we need each other. And you saw that and, and you overrode your fears to extend a hand of help. And, you know, not knowing what you were going into and yet you, you wanted to help. And it did nothing else mattered at that time except the, and this is what you're teaching the kids, I believe, too, is that desire to help one another, to see the needs and to address them rather than be fearful of them or because they may be different than you uh, to avoid them. Is that kind of the message exactly. that... That's that, exactly, uh, that's exactly it. And you know, if you can learn that in middle school, that's life. That's right. That's right. You know, yeah. So that's very good. And I think it's a message that we need to hear. Um, we go about our lives and and we, f we forget what's around us. You know, the very we the very people that we see every day and and what they may be going through and what they're hiding, even if they aren't in the middle of a crisis. You know, we need to look deeper. And that's what you said what was that line that you said again? See what you're noticing or? Oh, it's what in my coaching, it's one of the main things I that we, we sit with the coaching. It's notice what you're noticing. Look beyond, look deeper. Right. No, and when something seems uncomfortable, notice that and usually write it down somewhere. And then when, when we'll come to a coaching call, then we'll talk about that. And because those are called paradigms, and we all have paradigms. Those are the, the fear points. Right. And, and we'll talk about it. And then, okay, well, if that paradigm was not there, what would you be doing? Very good point. Very good point. Yeah. <laughs> So point. that's you're kind of shared together there what you both learned with the Katrina crisis and also what you learned uh, from your students, which I'm sure it's an ongoing school. Well, <laughs> A you know school what? Of life. I, I uh, retired in June and now I'm on this other side, which is really beautiful, which is why I created Teacher Tips for Parents. Okay, now let's talk about that. What is that? Okay, well, I, I told my buddies at school, I tell you, there are so many heroes in the public school systems, unbelievable, and I got, I got to watch them every day. Well, I told them, I might be on the outside next year, but you're not going to be forgotten. I'm going to make 
a voice where you can be heard. And I want and and not with complaining or criticizing or comparing. You know, we all know that. But I want to celebrate teachers and the parents and the students. And that's what Teacher Tips for Parents is all about. So on, on this Teacher Tips for Parents, I've highlighted all these teachers that are doing amazing things in the school system that you don't hear about. And it's so much fun. Unsung heroes, right? Oh, my gosh. You have no idea. <laughs> oh. And you get to be part of that. Oh, and when I call, I mean, they're, they're going, well, how do you like retirement, Judy? And I'm like, oh, I'm more busy out here than ever. I just don't have the state test to give. <laughs> right, right. You don't. You can do your own thing. You're not obligated to uh, follow the criteria, right? Right. It's a different curriculum. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so what... What can you share about your own personal life that was po a possible trauma that got you to thinking this way? Um, well, uh, 40 years ago, um, my son was born in Wisconsin and diagnosed with cerebral palsy. And it was a decision well, yeah, it, you know, I, I guess you, you wouldn't really, you don't really know unless you're a parent of a right. hand, multiple handicap. And, but the thing is, you can take that as a trauma and stay stuck. Right. And there were times and many times still that I do get stuck, which is why I need coaching through that. And, and mentoring and people that I can go and say, help, I don't know how to do this. So um, anyway, um, his name's Jody, and a wise, wise uh, doctor at Mayo Clinic uh, talked to my husband and I, and she kind of broke the news, not kind of, she did, and her words said, listen, he's going to grow up so okay with his quote unquote handicap. He said, she said, go walk down the street. Everybody out there has some kind of disability and it big part of it is mental disabilities and that they can't handle differences, but you're not going to raise him that way. Wonderful. And that was when he was three. So he's 40 now. He, he, and I was like a very, I mean, on top of a parent and everything. He has a job. He's been working at Travis County Courthouse for 19 years. My goodness, that's he wonderful. Off, off Social Security, um, independent, rides the train to work and back. And his, his spiritual glowingness, people are attracted to him. And so I had, to, it's like looking at every event as a gift. And it started with Jody. And so that's where my passion for special ed came in. And Okay, that makes sense, yes. Back to the teachers that gave so much to him. That says a lot because 
what the doctor told you about everyone has a handicap. You know, we we touched on this a little earlier. We don't know people's suffering. We don't know the burdens that they carry either. It goes beyond what we can see on the outside. But just having the right attitude, I am a personal, very strong believer that attitude is what gets us through. No matter what life has given us, no matter what we have to overcome, it's our attitude that gets us through and gets us to the other side and what attracts people to us. Just like you said, how your son draws people to him as a magnet because of his inner strength, because of his, um, I'm assuming his love for God. Oh, absolutely. You know, he, and that, go he, ahead. Every Monday night he's in this men's fellowship at our church and it, it's just a hoot. They love and oh oh I one more thing for on Mother's Day they're having a Mother's Day tea tomorrow and he's going to be one of the servers. Ah, <laughs> that's so that'll be so special for you. I'll send you a picture. Oh, I'll, that would be great. Ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anything else you want to share about teachers tips for parents? Like is it a are you available for coaching? I mean, tell me about what your services and what you would like to share with the listeners today as far as what you can offer them. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, I'm, I'm a certified Life Mastery Consultant, and my clients uh, are a lot of <laughs> the parents of special needs kids, but not necessarily. People who are going through transition from – uh, maybe a retirement and not knowing what to do next. And I take them through um, specially designed programs and we find what is your vision and then go through 12 weeks to, you know, to get there. But basically, whether you get to your vision or not, it's who you become in the process and you become stronger and more confident and knowing that anybody can, we all can do it. So I'm having so much fun with this on this side. Um, it sounds that way because like you said, it's your passion. And whenever we're passionate about something, that's what comes across. Yes. And when you're passionate about something, people want to tap into that. Mm -hmm. So good on you. I do workshops, <laughs> vision workshops and keynote speaking and uh, I have clients uh, that I uh, all during the week that we and groups. So uh, that's where I am uh, now. And the beautiful thing is I can do it on my cell phone. So my office is everywhere that I am. <laughs> that's right. Isn't that amazing? I love it. In our generation, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, that's great. So what we'll do is we will post um, – uh, on the page that I'll make up for you, we will post your connections Thanks. and where people can contact you and a little bit about uh, teacher's tips for parents, etc. Okay. And what, what you can offer as far as coaching and anything else. Um, it's actually a Facebook page. You can go on and I post on it every week. Teacher tips for parents. Okay. And you can go on that to Facebook page. And I have videos on there. I have the interviews that I've done with other teachers. Okay. Uh, there's uh, cool pictures of my grandkids on there. And, uh, yes, and that, that would be awesome if you would want to oh, go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yes, it's teacher tips for parents. And I love highlighting what good is the good things that are happening out there. And we need, to, we need that because there's enough other stuff out there that... <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, we need that balance, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate your energy and your passion. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening today to Never Ever Give Up Hope. And I hope you enjoyed our program, and I encourage you to share it with your friends. Remember this. If you are still here, six feet above ground, there is always hope for improvement. And just as our guest Judy today graduated at 48 years old, it's never too late. It is never too late to make a change in our lives. There's always hope. So please subscribe, rate, and review the show today, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thank you. And thank you, Judy, so much for sharing. Oh, thank you so much, Carol. This is great. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope, featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.